Okay, well, it's annoying for me, but not for everybody else. All right, hi, everybody. Welcome to RuPaul's Drag Race um, Patreon monthly only live stream. Is that what it's called? Yes, the best $10 you spent all month. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've lost people, too. Like, oh, Donna Powdered Sugars is here. Hello, Brady, Anthony Laquifa Watley, and CC Marshall. CC Marshall, and the Scandalous Vato. Oh, who do you think the Scandalous Vato is? What does Vato mean? Is Vato, that's not cat, that's Kato. Right? It's gato. Gato. Mm-hmm. Okay, what does Vato mean? Vato is, I don't know what actual tr- translation is. It's like a Cholo phrase for like, guy i think or i don't know uh scandalous vato can you tell us what it means please thank you okay so speaking of all things espanol yeah which we kind of were but we kind of weren't at the same time so mm-hmm. i got this apple music thing right and I, they have videos on there and somehow i got into a wormhole of like gay music so of course there was like j-lo music and then i was looking at stuff mm-hmm. have you heard this song by an artist na- oh god now i'm looking W-I-S-I-N. Okay. It's okay. Vato means badass, more or less. Okay. So, and it's, a, it's he's a rapper, but he does a song with Jennifer Lopez and Ricky Martin. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this dancey sort of, it's, it's, the video is, I forgot how fucking good looking Ricky Martin is. Oh, Ricky Martin like, is so good looking. So, uh, Ricky Martin is... He's so good looking. He's gross. <laughs> like you just like, oh my god! I just want to like lick him up and down. He's just he's beautiful. And then like there's now he's clearly at this point he's because I think the, the song came out like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But he's clearly gay at this point, or he's out, and he's all like kind of like making out with Jennifer Lopez and stuff. And there was something about it. I'm like, this is really kind of hot for some reason. I don't know why. It kind of makes my bathing suit area feel funny. <laughs> But it's just it's it's a really it's it's a great video. It's like uh, Adrenalina is, I think, the name of the song. I probably just massacred saying that in Spanish, but Adrenalina. I don't know who you're talking about. Do you see that I have this white gym towel that I'm using to swipe the sweat off my face? No, because honestly, I wasn't looking at you. I was looking at the chat room, but I will move a window over so that I can see you. Lord Taylor. Okay, guys, I need to bitch for a little bit. Well, no, first, you know, I want to have a conversation, actually, a proper conversation with Taylor, with you, Taylor, about, um, and I'm sure Scandalous Vato will be interested in this, in Valentina. Because I'm having okay. a lot of the feelings about this. And now, by the way, um, a little birdie, I won't say whom, that's not it, I won't say who, I won't say who told me this, but a little birdie told me that uh, oh, I can't tell you because it tells you exactly who it is. I heard more stories about Valentina being extra behind the scenes. Right? At the reunion or at the finale or both? I'll say at the finale. Okay. <laughs> okay. And the little birdie told me the story and I was like, this fucking bitch. So I want it known, right? And I want to take a vote in the chat room, too, about something. But I want it known that I have big problems with James Leva, who is the guy who is the boy name of Valentina. Big problems. Okay. Okay. One of them being that I think uh, James Leva wants to be a star or considers himself a star. And he is. But doesn't really know what that means. And doesn't know, like, in other words, with great fame, I'll say, comes great responsibility to to twist that overused phrase. 
and doesn't realize that there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. So, but that's not what this is about. Is I do really feel that there's a lot of not a lot that there is a veneer of racism in Valentina. And that is why I am torn because I do feel that James at times can be a horrible human being and not nice to people. Mm-hmm. But I feel that there I do think that Valentina gets an unfair amount of criticism. Like the amount of messiness she displays is not unlike some other queens in the past have displayed or demonstrated. And, Such as? Well, I remember when Sharon first won. Now, we know Sharon Needles now, but when Sharon first won, she was a fucking messy-ass queen because she was an alcoholic. And she was literally, like, spitting in fans' faces and doing horrible things to them, okay? She since sobered up, Okay. Okay. But, um, and now she's a little bit more behaved, but when she first, when it first happened, she was awful, you know? And, uh, I feel there are other queens who've been awful and they don't get the same amount of vitriol that Valentina does. Okay. Because actually think about it. I want to ask you questions. I want to have it as a conversation with you. Okay. What is the problem everybody has with Valentina? She's beautiful. She's no, perfect. Okay. She looks like a evangelist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there is a – she's – going on at the reunion, I think it is that she came off as very not in reality. Mm-hmm. I think when you make a statement like I'm trying to be Selena or I, I am, I am the new Selena. Said. Hold, please. Hold, please. That is okay. not what she said. And okay. I get not angry, but that's something that I think that's been twisted. What she said was she was explaining her fan base and she was saying that her fan base feels the same way about her. That they did with Selena. Now, she does go on and say, because they're both very Mexican and they both did something, I think designed their own clothes, but then also she says, this is gross, they're both very talented. Okay, that's a little gross. But she doesn't actually say she's like Selena. And she does fly a little close to the sun there. But Okay, but but what I'm saying is in that is that Selena was somebody that was... You know, for the little bit that I know about Selena, but I mean, you know, they made a movie about Selena, you know, and Selena yeah. was I don't think that th- there was there was talent there beyond what I think Valentina has with Selena. And I, I think that there is that we're not completely in reality. We've we've been doing this. We've been officially a celebrity as far as in the larger in the larger conversation for about three and a half months now. And we're already we're already talking about things like Selena. Mm-hmm. That to me states that is somebody that does not get that, that does not get how celebrity works. No, 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 no. I I don't disagree that she has she's a little big for her britches. Okay. Right. And the stories that I was hearing confirm that. That she thinks she's all that, you know? But um, 
But here's the thing is I do think that there was a fair amount. I don't, I don't know how much of this we talked about on the show or not. And I know I'm repeating myself. I, I do think there's a fair amount of jealousy because like I told you before, the, they filmed the reunion the day after they filmed the, the grand finale. Right. And so just the day before, all of these queens were standing on the stage as the audience was shouting, Valentina, Valentina, Valentina. And and like I and I think I said this on Larry Flick, I do feel that the results of the grand finale affected some of the queens more than others. And so there's all this subtext that we're not aware of. Does that make sense? Right. And I think they came after her because it must have been really bothering her. So I, I think it's a it, it's a topic worth studying because. Um, I do think there's an element of race. And, you know, I was on Sirius and Larry was sort of dismissing it as like, well, there have been other Latinas in the show. But the, my point is there haven't really been any Mexican-Americans on the show. And there is a difference. It's, it's unfair to lump all Latin Americans together when there's a very, there's a very strong cultural difference between Mexican-Americans and Cubans, as you know, and Latin Americans and Puerto Ricans. Right. And they've won't they've only really had Puerto Ricans on the show because they're straight up from Puerto Rico and but they can they can um be on the show because they're essentially citizens you know uh-huh. um they can work here but it's a different culture mexican american culture is very different from the other cultures and so i think it's unfair to lump them all together and i think that the reason the fans are so passionate is because they haven't seen that before even though there've been other mexican americans on the show they still are um taking on a white person aesthetic, like Adore or Delta Work. Whereas Valentina was very proudly Mexican-American. So I understand what the passion is. Look, that doesn't excuse going on and telling Nina she should die and calling her the N-word and saying thing with Peppermint and, and saying all these horrible things to Alexis Michelle. But it does explain why the passion is there. Go ahead, Taylor. I've been filibustering. That's, no, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to where you're going with this. I just want to talk about it. Okay, no, I'm I'm listening. But you you said that you feel like it's it's there's a racist piece to the. I think it's a subtle racism. I think it. Uh, um, I don't think it's something overt. You know, I think that it is. I think it's because it's something you know to go back to Valentina during the season. It's something that I and a couple of other Mexican Americans I know suffer with all the time. You know, like maybe that's why I'm projecting onto it a lot. But I I have met other Mexican Americans who have this happen to them as well, where people just don't. I shouldn't say believe in me. Well, I should say believe in me rather than believe me. So like I'm constantly having to prove myself more than anybody else does. Does that make sense? I'm constantly, like, I could fucking, like, okay, uh, to use a stand-up comedy story, there was this one club, and I don't know why, I can't explain it, but there was this one comedy club that every single time I went to this comedy club, and I have no idea why this does not happen all the time, only this comedy club, I would fucking destroy. And for those people who don't do stand-up comedy or don't get it, that means I would do extraordinarily well. Okay, where people were like falling out of their floor, laughing, peeing their pants, crying, laughing. Okay, and I'm not doing to flatter myself because the point of this story is, despite the alarming fact that every single time they were they're mopping up pee on the floor, 
I still had trouble getting booked. I still, the booker was always like, mm, I don't know. I can give you like a this spot. And I was like, bitch, I'm, I, I fucking destroy every time I'm in your club. Every single fucking right. time I'm in your club, I destroy. And I actually do think that the reason I do well in the podcasting world is because I sound white. I really do. And Okay. And so I I think there's a tendency to so look at Valentina on this season, apart from the episode where she left, she was well no, she was always picked last, right? She was never chosen for teams. But it it's weird because apart from the time when she was eliminated, when they didn't pick her, she would destroy. And they still wouldn't pick her. Why? Okay, well, but that might go back to that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that it's necessarily racism, but I mean, I mean, could it be that part of this is that, you know, that maybe she's just, maybe we don't know what was going on behind the camera, behind the scenes. So we don't know what was happening when the cameras were off. And maybe this is something where she wasn't necessarily well-liked. So that's why they didn't want to work with her. I don't know. I feel, I feel like you, you use the word projecting and mm-hmm. I feel like part you are in some ways projecting what's going on with her, with stuff that has happened in your own life. Yeah. But I saw it happen to Valentina. I do think, look, I do think this is another thing I wanted to say about the reunion. And this is something people have to understand is you are seeing uh, uh, at the reunion, you're seeing a snapshot of a moment and you're seeing a snapshot of a moment that is a day after a very emotional event for some of these queens. So no matter, I'm not, this is not predicting how any of these four queens did, but you, you can't deny that for those four queens, Peppermint, Sasha, Shay, and Trinity, it was an extremely emotionally taxing night the day before. Okay? Okay. And remember I also told you about the people on stage. So you have this pent-up energy. They know the reunion's coming. And they are going to, like, Valentina had an entire theater chanting for her. There must have been an element of, let's bring this fucking bitch down a few notches. Who does she fucking Okay, but is. let's bring this fucking bitch down is not the same as let's bring this Mexican bitch down. Oh, no, no, I know. So, okay. um, but what I'm saying, because I'm moving on to almost a different topic, which is, I, I think it's unfair to think that this is the constant view of the queens and the relationship among the queens. I think that they're, they are actually very friendly with each other. They, they kind of talk about it in... I think this was an extra scene that was released by World of Wonder or Logo later. But Valentina talks about the porn that she had. Have you yeah. seen the scene? Was it in the I show? saw the scene, yeah. Was it an extra scene or in the episode? It was an extra scene, I think, on Twitter. Yeah. And she said how she shared it with the other girls. and And they... Are friendly with each other. Asha has come out and talked about how friendly they, they are. Friends with each other. I think you saw. Essentially, these people are tied together for the rest of their lives. And I think we just saw like siblings fight. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't doubt that there's some problems with real people in there. I, okay. I think there's bigger problems with Shay and Nina than there are between the other girls and Valentina. Well, I mean, it, it is, I mean, from the way you described it, as far as with the chanting and all that kind of stuff, that is, especially considering she wasn't one of the top four. If she had been in the top four, then you maybe that is something like if she had been a Bob or a Bianca, 
that had made it to the top and was clearly pretty well loved among the audience and stuff like that, it makes a little bit more sense. But I, you're right. I think that would sting if there's a possibility that you're up for the, the crown and you have somebody that is, you know, not even up for it, that, that everybody's cheering their name instead. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, th- I think, you know, statements, statements like the Selena statements, sa- statements like the, you know, I was a star that I was just waiting for the show to realize it or something like that. I, I that, you know, okay. I'm going to say that comment was gross, but the, right. I still stand by that. The, that the, um, the Selena comment isn't that offensive. Okay. Well, I, I am more offended by the comment about the star comment because that, that shows a level of delusion that, you know, enjoy this now. Because when season 10 rolls around and there's a whole new batch of queens that are going to come in, while she's not going to be forgotten about, the focus is not going to be on her. The focus is going to move on to other people. Well, I don't disagree like, with you. you know, when, when we all talked about Kim Chi last season and we talked about even like Derek Barry making fun of him and stuff, we still got to where, you know, we, we don't talk about them anywhere. We don't talk about Thorgy anymore. We don't talk about Ben de la Creme from her season or even Adore other than using them occasionally for examples. And that's what Valentina and for honestly, the most of the rest of them are going to be. They're going to be examples that we use to defend whatever our statement is for season 10 and for all stars mm-hmm. and season 11 and 12 and whatever. So well, that's the tricky thing with Valentina. She doesn't seem to have any skill beyond looking pretty. And okay, so that's that, and I, yeah, I think that's an ephemeral quality, and mm-hmm. especially in this show where there'll be, you know, a, a, we have Eureka coming back for season ten, and then you have thirteen other queens, you know, yeah, and yeah, she, she's going to lose a lot of her luster within a year. Yeah, I don't. But I, I, and you understand that, and I understand that. I don't think she understands. She that. doesn't understand it. But here's. Here's the sick thing where she might be right. I think at the end of the day, well, we'll see what happens. She'll definitely be if if All Stars three uses people from season nine, she will definitely be in All Stars three. Okay, you can't you can't not have her on there. She's too popular. <clears throat> but what I'll say is, after All Stars three, and again, that's gonna that you know that's going to extend her fame even more. But after All Stars 3, and let's say it loses its luster, she doesn't need, and I don't think she cares, she doesn't need the United States. She, I think, I think ultimately she wants to be the Latin American RuPaul. And she could be. Well, okay, but I think the difference is somebody, uh, somebody in the chat room wrote that I'm getting Willem Belli from Valentina's Selena comparison. Maybe she's just trying to be this bitchy character, but she came across as being arrogant. The difference is there that with RuPaul and with Willem, that there is talent beyond looking pretty there. And I don't know that we necessarily saw that other than, you know, lo- looking beautiful. She's a beautiful queen. But that's like you're saying, that's only going to get you so far. Whereas Willem, Willem was, you know, really, for all intents and purposes, a villain on his scene and then became what? I agreed with you. Yeah. And then became beloved with the parody songs, with all the, you know, the the beatdown and all that kind of stuff. You know, and RuPaul, (laughs) obviously, the show is RuPaul's Drag Race because of all of the, the popularity and music and everything and acting gigs that she had done for years before. 
we're not going to see that with this one. I, I can, and if she goes to South America and she goes to other Latin countries and she becomes a big star, then great for her. That that's she. She just she she just turned off she just turned off a lot of people with the way she acted, well, and I think that and I think that comes from ignorance, the ignorance of how things work. Let me let me rephrase that, and I think that is that just comes it comes from a naivete and an immaturity that is not going to do her any favors. Should we say head of the chat room? Yes. Hello, chat room. Hello, chat room. Hello, Anthony Laquifa Watley, CC Marshall, Donna Powder Sugar, Sci Fantastic, The Scandalous Vato, Brady, and us. Uh, let's, go, let's actually let me look at in the, what they've been saying. Um, uh, let's see. One question, person question is James Latino. James Leva from Valentina? Yeah, Valentina is Latino. Or is that James Mansfield? James Mansfield is also Mexican. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Joe, you're beautiful. Your model, you look like Linda Evangelista. True, and by Linda Evangelista, I couldn't think of a joke about how ugly I am with that. Uh, Donna Powder Sugars, you've talked about Katya and Trixie's fans. So, what do you think it is about Valentina that attracts ravenous, passionate fans? I explain. It's a Mexican American, I think. Thing. She doesn't seem like a misfit like Katya and Trixie. Well, I think the misfit being Mexican Americans often feel misfit in popular culture, and I think. Uh, by the way, she has more than just Mexican American fans, but I think the the ravenous part of it is the Mexican. I think she has a lot of just normal fans like me, but I think there's also a lot of like the ravenous ones are the Mexican American kids. So when you insult Valentina, you insult their culture. The and not- I will I will yeah. say that I have seen a couple a lot of things that I've seen, especially on Tumblr and stuff, are very much where they're making fun of her and they're making fun of the statements that she's making. But the people that do seem to defend her all seem to talk about her Mexican American heritage and what that's like. So I would agree with you on that, that that seems to be the primary focus of her fan base from what I've seen. Uh, Anthony Lequifa Watley says, Valentina is a child compared to the rest of these girls, though. I think she's a little naive. Sci Fantastic writes, I think Aja was trying to leave a mark before the season ends. The reunion was her perfect platform to redeem herself. Your thoughts on that, Taylor? I don't know that she redeemed herself. I mean, it it made for good television. It, I, I will say that as far as if you like that kind of thing of the conflict, you know, there's also something kind of classless about doing that as somebody is getting an award to kind of do the Kanye to the I'm going to let you finish. However, you know, you're not Miss Congeniality, you know, when everybody else knows that fill in the blank. Well, you know, there's there's something kind of classes about it, but it did make for television that everybody that watches the show has been talking about for almost the last for the last five days. Mm-hmm. I guess James and Valentina made a video and CC Marshall says it's horrible. Yeah, they, they were doing a lot of these where the queens were all talking to each other. I saw one oh. that had Farah and Kimora and they have James and Valentina sitting and talking and I only watched a couple seconds of it. And then I was like, ah, I James don't need to watch this. a total weirdo. And Valentina has nothing to say. Have you seen the video? No. Does she have a lot to say oh. in it? No, I don't know, but it's where they're sitting in director's chairs and they're just kind of talking about their experience on drag race. Uh, I'll check it out. And at one point, apparently James says something like, well, you were really well loved. About, you were well loved by all the Queens on season nine. Cause I've seen that with Tumblr with then people doing the whole who's who was who, what, you know, but once thing. again, I, I, people, okay, but your, your people are shaped by what they see on the television and they're only thinking about 
that narrative. No, you're right. But then you go, I guess they don't follow them on social media as much. And if you go on social media, you would see that um, the queens actually do get along. Better. Oh, no. And I, I get that when you see, especially like I remember how, and even as somebody that kind of understands how this works to see after season four where Sharon and Fifi would go on these tours together with the Queens. And it was something where Sharon is like on a stage defending Fifi and Fifi comes out and runs and hugs her and stuff. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense because when I watched the, you know, when I watched the finale two weeks ago, they still clearly hated each other. I mean, you, you still, you can, they're all people, they're all human beings, but the producers have made the show to where their characters and their and their puppets that can be played with the use of the editor to make you think certain things about them and about their relationships. Now, to use me and you as an example, I think you would agree with this. If you were to only listen to season nine, episode uh, ten, our relationship with Joey Buhecker, you would think that we hate each other. Why would you have a Joey Buhecker on the show? Mm-hmm. But you and I like Joey Buhecker very much. Very much. Did that make sense? So it would be an unfair perception to think that, you know, we hate Joey Buhecker based on that episode. Based on that episode. (laughs) Yeah. But like the same thing with the reunion, it's, I I think they get a lot. I think that the relationship with Valentina is more complicated. I don't think that they, they love her and that she's their favorite person. I think it's, you know, one of these things where it must be frustrating for the other queens because they were there and some of them went farther and they don't have the love that she did and they don't see it. They don't get why. And so they have to bring her down a notch. And I don't think it's because she's Mexican in that case, but they have to bring her down a notch. And then she does it. it, it it's compounded by the fact that she doesn't handle the fame very well. She's not gracious. No. And that's the whole thing of where she wins Miss Congeniality and then 10 seconds later is telling Farrah to shut up. Yeah, but the point is, she didn't name it Miss Congeniality. It is a fan favorite. They should just name the show, the award fan favorite. Well, because, I think that's probably what they're going to do from now on. But Yeah, because as you and I know in, in pageants, Miss Congeniality is voted on by the other contestants. And for the one who was nicest. The, the queens don't vote for Miss Congeniality. The fans do. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question for the chat room. If you are going to be here live... On Pride48.com on Sunday, June 25th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for our very special live RuPaul's Drag Race recap show, please type the number three in the chat room. You're going to be here live listening to that show. Okay, fantastic. Oh, my God. Taylor. Anthony, okay. Anthony, Anthony wrote a maybe. What's why is it a maybe, Anthony? Curious. I could see in the West. Oh, CC Marshall also maybe. Okay, three. Okay, three. Okay. Well, don't do us any favors, Brady. <laughs> Donna Powder Sugar's three. Sunday in New York. Oh, Pride. Pride. Yeah. Hmm. Well, sometimes we have to make choices. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we have a very big announcement for you guys, our Patreon fans, uh, our Patreon, our patrons, if you will. You're getting the early jump on this. 
This uh, is brand new information. Brand new information. Well, brand new confirmed information. Yeah, it was brewing for a few days, but then we got the confirmation literally minutes before we came on the air today. But, and I'll let Taylor give the name, we can announce that this Sunday, June 25th, at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, live on Pride48.com, right after the um, Pleased to Meet You, Big Giant Spectacular, and right before the amazing show, Greetings from Nowhere, the one everybody's waiting for with bated breath, to hear what Christina and Nicole have been up to for the past six months. Taylor, can you please tell the audience who our very special guest will be here live on Pride 48? The very, the very device that you're listening on right now, Pride48.com, Sunday, June 25th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Who will be with us live on Pride48.com? Taylor, go. I have the name on a piece of paper. Okay, I'm ready for the name, Taylor. I am holding the piece of paper with the name on it. I am ready. I am unfolding the envelope. Yes. Actually, unfolding the envelope. I am ripping open the envelope that has the name of the person (laughs) that will be on Pride 48. Our show, RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. At 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Pride48.com. I am opening the piece of paper that has the name, and I am about to read the name of the person. I am ready, Taylor. I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you sure you're ready? I am ready. Are the listeners ready? Yeah, guys, if you're ready, type the number (laughs) four in the chat room. (laughs) Now we have to wait seven seconds for this. Now we, exactly. If you're ready to hear watch everybody just log out (laughs) where they don't care anymore. (laughs) Oh my god, imagine if it was Lady Gaga. Oh my god. God. That would break the stream. Yeah. So we have we are going to have as our special guest co-host for our live show Eureka (gasps) O'Hara. Eureka O'Hara from season nine and season ten. From season nine, yes, and season ten. Eureka O'Hara will be with us live. Eureka O'Hara, yes, we we got the confirmation from her manager that she will be with us. Provided all of uh, provided we have no technical issues because what could possibly go wrong? I know, I know. You're saying Taylor? (coughs) Look, Taylor, you can I talk at the FDR? We. I'm thinking about maybe just investing some cash and just making sure it doesn't happen like that. Okay. But, um, but Taylor, you're saying live, not pre-taped. We're not pre-taping no. interview, right? So no. So could people in the chat room ask Eureka questions? People could ask Eureka <gasps> questions. People could, people could make comments. People could that make we comments? will read to her. That we will read to Eureka. <laughs> to make sure that she's not looking at them. Um, yes, people, people can ask about, get, Preparing for season ten, her experience on season nine, popping her kneecap or whatever it is that she did, you know, her 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 her, 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 uh, her what's the word? Her oh uh, shit! Um, they could ask about her shit. Yeah, <laughs> they, they could ask, ask about, about her shit. They could, they you could, know, could, maybe like you know, I know uh, he's not listening right now, but this uh, Jordan darling, you know, he is so skinny, right? Hmm. He could tell her about what it's like to have um, uh, eating disorders. Remember? Mm-hmm. Remember when Sasha told a fat girl 
You don't know what it's like to have an eating disorder? I do. Yeah, I kind of remember. I don't think that's quite how that went, but yes, I kind could of somebody tell her to shut up went. already? <laughs> could we do that during the interview where one of us could go, just 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 shut up for a minute? Here we go, just shut up for a minute. <laughs> Joe needs to talk about Golden Girls. <laughs> we could talk about Golden Girls. Wouldn't it be funny if for like 55 of the minutes... We just talk about Golden Girls the whole where we time. Do, where, we, where we do the introduction. Where we do the, and then eventually go, and from season nine. <laughs> oh God, that'd be so funny. <laughs> yeah, we just do the whole, we do 55 minutes of me and you just bantering and go like, oh, and from season nine and the future season 10, give it up for the warm welcome for Miss Eureka O'Hara. Oh my God, we're out of time. It'll be like, remember <laughs> Eureka, that? Eureka, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Uh... I have, uh, by the way, yeah. apparently Cy Fantastic guessed Eureka. <laughs> he did guess Eureka. Now, Cy, how did you guess? Because we've never, people have guessed Laganja Estranja, but that makes sense because we <laughs> She's got talk- nothing better to do. <laughs> well, she, she follows us on Twitter. We've, we've, t- she said she would come on the show. We've announced that mm-hmm. before, but we've never, we ever even dropped hints that Eureka would be on the show. Uh, he says, I got the vibe from one on one with Larry Flick. I don't know why. The closest, the closest, I could, I know what he's talking about, because I don't know if you know, Taylor, I don't know if you know this. He said, Eureka called Joe Larry. <laughs> that is true. You know what? I'm going to try and find a way to play in that audio. Should we? You get the, we're we're going to shoot the shit for a little bit. I got I to. Gotta... All right. Well, we can shoot the shit. We can talk about Ricky Martin a little bit more, how beautiful Ricky Martin see, is. Let me actually see if I could actually, will QuickTime play um, Wave Files? Uh, I don't think so. Let's see. We're going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, it does. I don't hear it, but I that's fine. It okay. Okay, we're at the find Eureka. So I'm going to lower it so it doesn't blow your ears out, but if you need it louder, let me know. Hold on. Okay. Can you guys hear it? I don't hear anything. Donna Powder Sugar says no. Donna that? says no. Do you hear that, Taylor? No. Oh, you don't hear anything? No, I don't hear anything. That's that's what I meant when I said I don't hear anything. <laughs> hmm. Donna says that she can, but it's very quiet. I can't put it any louder. You know, it's in the weird channel. I think that's what's adding to the echo. Hmm. advanced work here uh, well resets. okay go ahead keep talking so all right so then while you're doing that i'm going to talk to the chat room and ask them if they have any questions about our thoughts on the season stuff that we maybe haven't talked about on air but you guys will get to hear about because you're in this private room oh yeah that's anything a good you guys want to know and taylor get you why don't you talk to them for a while because i do all the talking and i'm sure they're annoyed about hearing that i'm just going to get the audio ready too okay Okay, so I, I am my body is ready. Whatever questions you guys have, I would be more than happy to try to answer. And I, I see people writing, but I don't know what, if anything. Taylor, how are you figuring out your audience demographics? I don't know. <laughs> how am I what, figuring what out? Mean, our- the, for Drag Race Recap or for Pod is my co-pilot? 
who should have okay well i can answer this well, yeah well, let, let's answer let's answer c uh cc marshall's first we have the ability to um because we do we upload the show to libsyn we can see what our statistics are as far as where people are downloading the show from what countries even what states um we don't really have a way of knowing how many people are gay straight men women other than our facebook group and a lot of the emails that we get oh, are patreon. from we women see who's pa- who's the and patreon. patreon as well yes so we so that's how we kind of know that a lot of a lot of our listeners are straight women or women, I should say, because we have gotten some emails from from some lesbians. Um, and CC Marshall says, you say 60 percent for 60 percent women. I don't say 60 percent. Joe says 60 percent. women. Uh, should we count it up right now? Can we do want to count that out? I'm going to count it up. Okay. Well, okay. Are you going to do that while you're looking for the file? Well, I'm, I'm waiting for the import. Okay. So, as far as Anthony's question, we're we're gonna we're gonna follow up on that. For, um, we're gonna CC that information to you. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, this is what you guys can sorry. expect uh, Friday night or Saturday early Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, that amazing show Taylor's doing. So, um, okay. So it says, uh, "Who should have been Miss Congeniality?" And I would definitely say Peppermint is my favorite. So I think that Peppermint should have gotten miscongeniality. However, I could see an argument possibly for Sasha. Uh, but I feel like Peppermint seemed to be the one that was never seemed to really get in any big arguments with anybody and always seemed to be pleasant even when she was stressed out about stuff that I don't really recall her lashing out at anybody that didn't lash out at her first. Um, so I think that if Valentina was taken out of the equation, that it should have been peppermint. Um, if anyone from season nine could be on all stars three, who would you like to see? Well, I could see any of the tank who wins the, uh, any of the other remaining three, I could see them being on an all stars three, uh, as far as other people that were on the season, uh, I could, I, I mean, Valentina, we've talked about the fact that Joe feels like Valentina is a shoe in. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because I don't know that she would be willing to do it, but that's, that's just me. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I'm seeing a couple of peppermints should have gotten miscongeniality. Anthony writes, is there any tea about what's different about this year's finale? Um, I, I Joe, Joe would need to speak to that. But like we said, he's trying to get some stuff ready and not on all stars if it films this summer. Yeah. Sci uh, Fantastic writes, do you think this season's bad editing had to do with an extremely heterosexual production crew? I'm losing the DNA of Drag Race. I... I don't know if it was so much that it was heterosexual as much as it just was that it feels like because it well the show was edited and prepared to be on logo and then at the last minute that's when VH1 got it as far as the way that we know how that the contract negotiations and everything went um it, I think that you're seeing because we're because it feels like there are certain topics that feel very after school special as far as and I don't mean that with disrespect but talking about you know being bullied talking about abuse talking about eating disorders that kind of stuff that they feel like they need to find new things because the audience that has been with the show since the beginning has seen these stories over and over again so they're trying to find new things to focus on 
So I think that may play a role as far as some of the stories that we're seeing. And I think that the show just maybe because they're filming it for HD in a different in a different style this year. But I think that hopefully they will have learned from the experience, especially with things like lighting on the runway so that everybody doesn't look pink and blue and that they find a way to film them where it's it's much more um it uh, makes them more attractive, not makes them more attractive, more compliments them, compliments their looks, compliments skin tones, that kind of thing. So, okay. Uh, okay. By the way, Taylor, oh, okay. So I'm Can- going to get the final number here. Hold, please. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to say uh, that Donis wrote, by the way, Taylor, I went to the Godfather showing for Turner Classic Movies at my local theater, and it was amazing. It's one of my favorite movies, but I've never seen it on the big screen. I did not go see the Godfather, and I regretted it almost immediately, but I was not feeling well that night. I was super exhausted, and with the Godfather being a three-hour movie, I know I wouldn't have made it through, and I didn't want to necessarily pay money to take a nap. So... I did go see uh, some like it hot though this last week and enjoyed that, but I have a feeling I would have liked the Godfather a lot more, but we do also own the Godfather on DVD. So I will probably watch it in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Taylor. Yes. Well, I was wrong. I have the exact percentage. Okay. 49% female. Okay. Well, that's not, it's not like For you're a saying game it was- show. I think it's still pretty. Yeah. It's not like you were saying uh, we weren't 60%. We were 18%. I mean, that would be a little different. Yeah. So 49 is still pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm fixing the audio here. We're going to have that in a second. So CC Marshall writes, do you think they deliberately chose to film the finale before the reunion for drama? No. I think that – I don't think they did it purposely, but considering the reaction of the fans – I could see them ju- that making that their new um, new mo from now on. the The grand finale takes an incredible amount of work. It's an incredible amount of work to put that together. The pre production is insane. Okay, so the reunion in itself is just a bunch of chairs, and it, it, I mean, it's still a lot of work, but it's not nearly as much work as the grand finale. So all the energy has to go towards the grand finale. The reunion they can just whip together. It's, not, it's in the same theater the next day, you know? I wouldn't be surprised where behind the camera they're just a fucking mess of sets. Mm-hmm. You know, and they just polished the front of the stage where all the queens were sitting. So um, it's, it just has to be. I think in a perfect world it would be before, but uh, it's just it's almost impossible production-wise. But would you agree that they, they probably learned to do this? To, for that added drama for the reunion, for do the reunion after the finale for like season 10 and, and stuff like that. Oh, I think there would be more drama. Do you think there'd be more drama before the finale? You think there's more drama after it? I don't think so because if it's true, what RuPaul says as far as the final decision is hers and hers alone, mm-hmm. you don't want to make that misstep. Right before the finale of where you really show your ass well, or that's do something why, really look, stupid. Look, this is not a spoiler. I'm not doing it intentionally. I do think you hit a nail on the head. And after the finale, I'll talk about that. And, and we'll, all, we'll probably talk about it with Eureka as well. Um, but I do feel that there were some people who felt they had nothing to lose. Okay. Okay. Which you're not going to do that right before. Especially not the finalists. 
You know, it's one thing it's one thing for people like Aja and stuff to kind of call shit out. But, you know, but it's it's also a it's it's a win. It's a win, lose, win when you think about it, because if you fuck up, there's a chance you're not going to win the crown. But I would also think RuPaul would love that because that's added drama that she can then promote for the reunion show. Now, I will tell you guys this. I'll tell everyone listening and I'm telling you this as well, Taylor. Even if you the entire season for the 14 episodes, 13 of them you watched alone. I highly encourage you to go to a viewing party or go to a bar, a packed bar that views this finale. It's a lot of fun. And I'm telling you, I was there and it, the audience is going to lose its fucking mind at this finale. It is going to be so fun to watch with the crowd. In fact, I've seen it. I've been there and I will go to a bar on Friday night and watch the, the season finale with a bunch of people because I want to see a bunch of people watch it because I almost kind of want to relive the experience of me being there. Okay. So I know, Taylor, is there a bar by you that plays it? There is, but for reasons that I am not allowed to talk about, I would not be able to go to a bar that night. Can you talk about it with me? I I will talk about it with you after the taping, but I will be doing something at the time when the show is on. Does it involve your husband's penis in your mouth? No. Hmm. It could, uh-huh. but no. But I'm saving that for when we're talking to Eureka O'Hara. <laughs> Eureka, we'll get to you in a minute, but I have to blow my husband. If you give me just a set live on the air, will you think, give me just a second? Do you think Bamba Lou is going to be excited? Um, wait. Siphon says, sudden death during a live taping seems like a last minute idea. The Reddit Queens are writing you the winner. No, I do not think it's a last minute idea at all. I think that was a lot of planning. No, 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 no. The Reddit Queens... Look, I'm going to tell you guys something. The drama is insane from the sudden death lip sync. It is definitely not a last minute idea. It's a brilliant idea, and they should do it every fucking season. And one of the things that's been said on Reddit is... People have noted, people who read about it on Reddit hate the idea. Everyone who was there, and this includes me thought it was the most thrilling thing we've ever seen in our entire life. No one who was there hated it. Okay? What's so funny? Just the, 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 that, that's quite hyperbolic. Hyper, hyper, hyperbolic? Oh, Taylor, hyperbolic? it is so good. But the other thing that's on, on Reddit, now I will say they have a guess of who the winner is, and there's a chance they're correct, right? But if you read Reddit, they make it seem like it's so obvious that that queen is the winner, right? I was mm-hmm. there... Look, the first round, you know, round one mm-hmm. where you got rid of the first two queens and then you went to the finale, round two. The first round, the first two lip syncs, yes, there's a clear winner. Okay? Mm-hmm. That finale is very close. And with some editing, you could make one seem like the winner. Okay? Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, Donna Powder Sugar, you will not regret it. I am telling you, there are, are moments in the show that I still almost like get excited thinking about what I saw. Like, there are some queens that bring it. But you've also talked about the fact that I, I believe you because you and I have talked privately and you have talked on the show about it and everything about how you get excited. You know, one of my jobs as a counselor is I, I watch facial expressions and I listen to tone of voice and everything. And your voice changes when you talk about this finale, how amazing you thought it was. 
but you've also talked about you've been to four or five of these or three or four of these finales and the editing tends to fuck up some amazing moments. Yes, but ten, the the editing of the moments tends to be um they'll fuck up drama. Like in other words, and I think I talked about this on season 6, there was a lot more drama between the queens than they showed on the show. And I don't know why, but I think I think Rue's trying to maybe she was or she is. No, cuz this season it went back to it, but I think Rue was trying to avoid she wanted to get away from a messy season, right? And mm-hmm. so there was a lot more drama between Adore and Laganja. And there was um, and and Gia Gunn was very shady, and they edited all her shadiness on the show. Mm-hmm. And but with this, the most thrilling moments on the show. The, in other words, because they got rid of the reunion part, where they had it yeah. pre-taped. Yeah, all those moments that they got rid of are gone. And so it's a it's a much leaner finale. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how long is it supposed to be? Is it, it still an just hour. an hour? Yeah, it's just an oh. hour. But the, they're not going to. I mean, the lip syncs are going to be. The drama is already built in. Does that make okay. sense? And let, I mean, the only thing I would say is, in, in other words, it behooves them because it's so clear who the winners are in the first round. They're going to want to show you the audience going crazy. A lot of the things I used to get mad about was when the queens walk out, and they'll do it again this year, too. There are clearly favorites, and they even out all that applause. Does that make sense? There are clearly favorites, and then there's Alexis. <laughs> yeah. There are clearly favorites, and then there's Alexis. And um, hold on. Let me open up that file now. There are clearly favorites, and there's and then there's Alexis, as you said. Um, and... I think now it behooves them, though, because they have a reason to show you it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. I think I think it's going to be one of the most epic finales ever. I'm not going to lie. Cy uh, Fanatic wrote that they had to have known about this all along, that this couldn't have been a last-minute uh, idea because that's or there wouldn't have been four finalists. So they knew about it probably before the season even ended, that no, that's what they were could, thinking about doing. You could do it, uh, yes, but I'm sure, yeah, for sure they knew the idea. Of four, but I don't know what that means about four. And it could be that they thought, oh, we can do four. But you could do it still with three. You could do a thing where it's like, um, I, I remember someone figured it out, and I agreed with that. You could have done like, oh, like Shay, you won the most challenges, so you're gonna be. There's an objective way of doing it, you know. Like, Shay, you won the most challenges, so because you won the most challenges... Or they could even do it in the future, that the winner of the top four challenge is the one that goes automatically to the final two. Does that make sense? Okay. Kind There's ways around it. Yeah. Um, But maybe if it's successful, they'll just always have a top four. You know? Couldn't hurt. Yeah. Okay, let's try and lose audio now. Tell me, I'm going to lower the audio a little bit, because I don't want it to blow anyone's ear out. Tell me if you hear this. Oh, wait. Now all the audio's fucked up. We're fans of the show, so when we watch an episode, it's great to see... I hear something, but it's... ...what comes live through creativity that... Yeah, but now the audio's fucked up. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. I don't. I, we'll have to deal with this later. Basically, Eureka, Eureka said things. 
Eureka says stuff. And she's going to say stuff on Sunday night at yeah, 6 p.m. Eastern yeah, live, live on Prod48.com. So, okay, so now you can go back to the chat. I love that there's all that fucking work for the audio to be fucked up. Uh, this is just really proving my point that we should actually do Well, but that's not your only copy of that, right? No, 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 no. no. I still have the okay. WAV file. The WAV file is fine. Okay. Um, okay. What else do we have in the chat room? I have a question yeah. about without, – without giving spoilers. So is it where they lip sync – and then you had mentioned something about RuPaul goes backstage and then she comes back out and they kind of pretend like they're all exasperated. I don't know. Did you talk about that on the reunion or did you and I talk about that privately? I don't know. Okay. Do do Michelle and Carson and Ross have anything to do with it? Like, do they give critiques? No. Do they get no? Okay. No. They just they just I was a few rows behind them and they just sat there. Okay. Uh, no, the produ- now remember I was sitting with the among the producers. And they, some of the, a couple of them would leave and go backstage and then they'd come back. Okay. You know, you know what? I think we're getting a hissing sound because oh, yeah, we're over it, an yeah. hour. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Look, I didn't notice it. You're right. Thank you, Taylor. Okay. Guys, we'll be back in a few seconds. <coughs> Hi, everyone. They just heard me cough. You think I would do that before I start the broadcast? Taffy? What does Taffy have to do with anything? Suddenly I hear PIMC. Yeah, because it's probably the episode plane. Oh, oh, well, everybody go listen to that. <laughs> hey, does PIMC have Eureka uh, t- uh, O'Hara? No, they do not. Live in on the air. Oh, my God. That doesn't be so good. But I want to fucking and this is my job between now and Sunday. I'm going to fucking mm-hmm. Facebook ad this shit. I'm going to go on Reddit. I am going to go on. I'm going to like guys now. OK, now that I told you Eureka O'Hara is going to be there. Did that change anybody's mind? Yeah. How many of you are going to be there live now on Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Pride48.com? Please press the number and, two. And do you have questions that you want us to ask? Oh, yeah. And do you have questions? As For being here, you know, you can ask your questions. Anthony Laquifa Watley still alive. We'll try. <laughs> okay. But you know what? If you have the tuned in app on your phone, you find a quiet corner of the whatever bar you're in. At New York Pride, mm-hmm. and you put in your headphones and you listen to us talk to you, Rika and Hara, Eureka O'Hara, while you're getting blowsies and gozies in a dark corner of a bar. It's really the best of both worlds. You get to listen to us, yeah, and you also get, you know, your dick sucked. Have you gotten your dick sucked in, the, in a in a? No, I have not gotten my dick sucked in a bar. <laughs> have you gotten your dick sucked in a bar? In a bar? No. Behind a bar? Yes. In the, really? in the bathroom of a bar. The bathroom of a bar? Yeah. Swartzen blew me in the bathroom of the improv. You got the, <laughs> so not a gay bar. The Hollywood improv, Swartzen blew me in like the handicapped toilet of, uh, of the improv. The handicapped toilet is another name for Rodan's ass. You're so amused <laughs> by that. Did Bubbaloo just laugh at that too? No, my, my desk shook. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so we did get one question. Uh, Anthony Laquifa Watley wanted to know if she was going to stay in Tennessee. Okay, let me write that down. Donna Powder Sugars writes, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, bathroom of a bar. Oh my God, Taylor. <laughs> Probably because of my joke about the handicap, handicap toilet or whatever. Oh. Um, okay, Taylor, there was some Golden Girl stuff I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. 
I've been watching a lot of Golden Girls lately. Okay. Okay. Like I had told myself, you know what? After season two, just stop and watch other things. And then suddenly I'm done with season three. Okay. Okay. I have a lot to talk about. And some of them are criticisms. Okay. One, season three, what the fuck happened to Rue's hair? It's horrible. Oh, she's got the weird like pixie cut thing with the, with the. Yeah, like super poofy. Weird little bangs. Yeah. Okay. Next. And I know this is a television trope because they don't want to leave the set. But nobody picks anyone up at the airport at that fucking house. Like, very important people in their lives have to take a cab because these bitches won't go pick them up at the airport. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have never noticed that before. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll come back to to one of them in a second. But I'm actually on one right now when, which I have a big problem with right now. We're going to talk about that. Where Dorothy's really ups- which oh, oh god, this brings up so many things. Actually, let me get to the other ones. I'll come back. Remind me about Dorothy and her son. Okay, okay. Nowhere have I seen they constantly do this on the Golden Girls. Constantly, it's a constant thing on the Golden Girls, where someone will come over for a visit, and it's meant you're meant to believe it's an extended visit, not like overnight but they're going to come in for dinner and coffee or something like that right or they're going to come for coffee or they're going to come for they're coming to visit they're coming to pay a visit okay and the character enters stays for literally one minute and then says i have to go i'm like bitch you drove all the way down there to walk in for one minute and see if they okay i've been to miami you you if you're going someplace you stay for a while because traffic is a nightmare yeah that makes sense because there, remember the episode where Dorothy was friends with the author, but she thought Rose and Blanche were dumb? The author thought the Rose and Blanche were dumb? Yes, and then th- they were going to go to the country club, but Sophia was going to bring the Jewish guy, and yes. then she said, you're yes. going to bring the Jewish guy, and she goes, here's something else for you. Go to hell, and then everybody yes. clapped. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's so gross that I remember that I couldn't tell you what I ate for lunch today, but I can tell you what whole did you eat for lunch today? Girls. Shut up. You ask me that every time I say that. It's just it's a figure of speech. But what did you eat for I, lunch today? I am McDonald's. Look, hey, it was you're gross. talking to the wrong guy. I love McDonald's. Uh, we'll, we'll, okay, we're going to talk about McDonald's in a second. Okay. Let's get lost on the phone and have our McDonald's fast food. <laughs> That's right. We have to do the McDonald's Appreciation Podcast. Yeah. So on that episode, Dorothy comes in with like a tray of like hors d'oeuvres or tea or something like that. And she goes like, oh, the author's coming over for, you know, to have coffee. She comes in. She stays for a minute. She goes... Actually, I have a pressing engagement. I need to go. I'm like, bitch, why did you drive all the way down there? Don't ruin Golden Girls for me. Okay, next. The show, let's say this. The show has aged very, the jokes are just so, they so hit, right? Yes, yes. But there are some social things on there that do not age very well. One, specifically, I'm talking about now, remember, I'm just wrapping up season three right now. Mm-hmm. When Blanche's daughter comes after four years and she's gotten fat. Yeah. And it's pretty much a given on the show that it's horrible to be fat. You know? Like, the the, the show doesn't disagree with that. The show doesn't disagree. doesn't feel like Rue should or Blanche should accept her daughter for being fat. It make, they, they, they call her a fucking pig to her face. Right, right, and that. But you're also. It was the '80s, and yeah. everything was thin. And of course, everything now is thin in health too. But it was a different type of. It, it was a different era. Yeah, and they sort of accept like it's okay for Blanche to be pissed that her daughter's fat. 
Okay. You know? Okay. Then there's a lot of, okay, yes, it's very progressive for the 80s on gay stuff, but it's still kind of weird on gay stuff. They still do use gay as punishment for things or as the butt of a joke. Um, okay, there's that. And then right now I'm watching one, and it's super uncomfortable, when Michael comes back and he's going to marry the older black lady. Yeah. And it's kind of a given that it's a problem that she's black. And that the bigger problem is that she's older. But it's kind of right. a given that like Dorothy's not cool with her being black. Okay, but Dor- Dorothy was in her 60s in the 80s. So was my grandmother, and she wasn't cool with people being black. It's just sort of, I'm not, again, I know it's the 80s, a different time, but it is kind of weird to see. Okay, you know? but it also, that was something that wasn't necessarily as, that it wasn't as common for you to see interracial couples on television. It was, I mean, think about the Jeffersons with um, Tom and Helen, Willis, Willis, was yeah. that? Helen Will, yeah, that that was often played for jokes, and you would definitely say. I mean, the Jeffersons was Norman Lear, who's possibly the most progressive producer ever in the history of television. But a lot of the jokes that were made, especially that George Jefferson made, were all jokes about they called them zebra and all sorts of stuff about the fact that they were an interracial couple. So, and you figure Golden Girls was only a couple of years after the Jeffersons. So something like that is being played for comedic purposes, let alone the age difference between the two of them. Why do we not do a golden girls podcast? Oh my God. I could, I could talk about the age difference does kind of bother me because, you know, as I literally a year ago, got out of a relationship with a 23 year old, you know? Okay. But was Michael supposed to be like 23? Cause Michael looked about 35. I I know he did. But she literally says, how could you date him? He's 23 or 44. I just watched it. Yeah. So Michael's supposed to be 23. You're right. He looks 29 or 30. If he's lucky, he looks 29 or 30. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Not 23. But there was a guy. Oh, okay, now go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. There was a guy that was on an episode of the Golden Girls that I always thought was kind of cute. And... I looked up to see what he looks like now, and he got – he looks nothing like what he used to. He was the one that – and you might have actually already seen this episode. The one where uh, Dorothy's daughter, the husband, cheats on her, okay. and he calls her and he calls her Mother Dorothy. Yes. Yeah. I always thought the guy in that was kind of cute. What? And I always thought he was cute. I don't know. And then he – I couldn't remember if he was cute or not. Yeah. He's he's cute for the '80s. Let's put it that way. Oh, we have we have somebody new in the room. Is this is the live show? Yellow Phoenix. Oh, Yellow Phoenix. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So, hey, Yellow Phoenix. Um, This is a live show for patterns. What does that mean? I don't. Oh, Patreons. Patreons. Yes, Yes, it is the it is the live show for Patreons. Um. So, uh, I always thought he was cute, and then there was the guy who played which I don't think you've gotten to this episode yet, but the guy that played uh, Blanche's brother's husband or soon to be husband, because they were getting married in 1985. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was kind of cute too. Let me ask you and this he had question. like silver hair and he had a mustache, but again, cute for the eighties. So let me ask you this question. I'm on season. I'm about to enter season four. Okay. And Michael said, Oh, well you're talking. I was saying how I just wrap it up season three. He's like, well, you're talking to a guy who is literally finishing the series. And I said, 
Well, I do know the last couple of years aren't very good. See, the, the last couple of years, the I don't like the finale. I think the finale's dumb. Okay. But I th- towards the end, they got more into the absurdist mm-hmm. type stuff where they got into it, you know, where suddenly they're being held, they're being kidnapped or they're being held by gunpoint or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. That They, they fell into that jump the shark type yeah. stuff. But I still think the jokes are really funny. One of my... And I know we talked about doing a show where we talked about our top five favorite episodes, but one mm-hmm. of my favorite episodes is the one where they go to the murder mystery theater. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Is that, in, is that in the last couple of seasons? It's in the one of the la- it's one of the last couple of seasons, and it is for some reason the way they wrote Dorothy. Dorothy is super mean to Sophia, <laughs> and there's something about it that because it's so. It, it's clear it was different writers for it because they just write her in just a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's it's a very funny episode, but it's also a ridiculous it's a ridiculous episode, too. Um, so. What was I going to say about the girls? So, OK, so that's the Golden Girls. Let's move on to McDonald's. What did you get at McDonald's? I got chicken nuggets and a French fry and a medium uh Lemon late lemonade light light lemonade minute made light lemonade. What? How many chicken McNuggets? Ten. Ten and what? Or a ten piece Mc... plus French fries, plus French fries yeah. plus a minute made light lemonade. Oh, that's a good. That's a good order. I don't really do that. I always feel and I know and a double this... cheeseburger. Okay. Now, as a fat man, I always feel like <laughs> okay. You're talking about yourself. I thought you were going to start no. a question to me. No. As a fat man, I always think of chicken McNuggets <laughs> as a side, not as a meal. You get what is a side? The fries? To know chicken McNuggets. Oh no! See, and I look at the burger as a side. Oh, okay. You know what's so funny is I have stomach problems now in my old age. There's certain things I can't eat now. I'm very lucky in that I can actually mm-hmm. eat most things. What I've learned is that for the most part, I should avoid fried foods. They just make me sick. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that includes French fries. As much as I love French fries, you know, when I lost a tremendous amount of weight before, I used to have this slogan, which was potatoes are poison. And I mm-hmm. still hold true to that. And so uh, it's kind of good that they, make, that they make me sick. But Chicken McNuggets don't make me sick. And that's why I was saying, like, at Jack in the Box, one of the things I learned, I don't take my blood sugar as much as I probably should, but my blood sugar is generally pretty stable. Ooh, that reminds me. I have to take my insulin. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> But I know I learned early on that I can have as long as I don't eat French fries, and especially if I eat a Jack in the Box, which they, they don't have Jack in the Box in Florida, right? No, they do not. At Jack in the Box, I could get you know a, a pretty hefty burger and two tacos, and my blood sugar just like it's. To be honest with you, I don't think I have. A more it, it's the same sort of normal reading you would get from like um having like you know asparagus and a boiled piece of chicken you know okay so that was always dangerous was i early on i learned oh i can have these certain foods and they don't affect my blood sugar pretty much yeah. as long as i stay away from french fries you and i you and i talked about this for a while last year i was avoiding french fries and my a1c got down to almost normal levels yeah, it's pretty much French fries are the killer. Yeah. Well, okay, and at at the risk of – man, we're releasing all the tea tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm considering trying paleo, mm-hmm. doing the paleo diet. 
and uh, I know that that is. I haven't done a ton of research on it, mm-hmm. but I do know that like potatoes are the devil. Yeah, <laughs> anything white pretty much is it's the devil. So it's like, it's like my cousin. <laughs> I figured there'd be a joke like that. Everybody hearing that clicking noise, it's there isn't anything wrong with the feed. I'm just adjusting my insulin pen. Okay, so as Taylor does that, I'm gonna go to the chat room. Um so blue, yellow phoenix, autocorrect, Donald Put a Sugar. Taylor, what was the name of the Golden Girls book that you didn't really like? Well, Taylor's doing something, so we'll come back. Donna Sugars is a Patreon. Donna Sugars is a Patreon, Yellow Phoenix. She sure. Oh, no, not that Donna. No. No, I was not like, she is Donna not. <laughs> no, this is Donna, Donna Powdered Powder Sugar. Sugar. I think. Oh, what was the name of that book? Okay, Yellow Fe- is Yellow Phoenix like. Remember in Last Starfighter? Remember that movie? Barely. What? I fucking loved that movie as a kid. And I want to have sex with that kid, that guy anyway. But. What does he look like now, I wonder? Uh, I know. Look him up. But um, at a certain point, a fake version of him comes to Earth. But he's essentially like a rope, like a cyborg. And so right. he doesn't really quite get how to be a human, you know? Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel that's Yellow Phoenix. She just said, I like McDonald's fish burger. Would anybody call it the fish burger? Well, it depends on where Yellow Phoenix is. Yellow Phoenix, donde estas? Um, Donna Powder Sugar writes, I could make out with a Big Mac right now. Shut the fuck up, Donna Powder Sugars. Taylor, this Donna Powder Sugars is such a fucking skinny bitch. I hate her. I put a link to the uh, book in the chat room. Okay. So it's called Golden Girls Forever, the unauthorized behind the lanai or something like that. So, Yellow Phoenix right? what has been the most effective diet you've tried, Joe? I'll be honest with you, Yellow Phoenix, and I lost a trim. Okay, let me actually talk about my diet experience. And you would have to go back into the annals of catching up my other podcast to get the whole tea on this. But about three years ago, I suffered a personal loss in that a really good friend of mine named Jose stopped talking to me. Okay. And it affected me so much emotionally that just it was it happened. And then like Taylor, the next day, I was like, I'm going to lose weight. And, and I was fueled. By my hurt and my pain and my anger and my passion. And over the course of the next seven months, I lost over 80 pounds. So you were Barbara Streisand in the mirror has two faces? I was Barbara Streisand in the mirror has three chins. Okay? <laughs> Very good. Thank Quick you. on your feet. And I, uh, I lost 80 pounds. And I'll tell you what, Yellow Phoenix... Um, Actually, Mike Lawson turned me on to this diet, and I should probably go back to it again. It's free. You can get it online, and it actually has a free web component that's online. And it's Is called- it Asian? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Hacker's Diet. Okay? It's called the Hacker's Diet, and mm-hmm. it's very simple. It's literally eat whatever the fuck you want. But just don't go over a certain number of calories that you figure out for yourself. He tells you how to figure it out for yourself. It's not. It's something that, by the way, it's not controversial. It's like your doctor would help you figure this out. And there's, there's like the National Institute of Health has the same sort of equation, you know, where it basically you figure out how much your body burns, the calories your body burns, and then you do X, Y, Z, right? In fact, I think even um, – what's that app? Um, that app – my fitness pill, I think it uses a similar – um, equation. Okay. I was told years ago 
by Taffy had lost a significant amount of weight years ago. And she had said that the way to figure out what your caloric intake is for the day is whatever you want your weight to be, you add a zero onto that. And then that's your caloric. So if I wanted to be 20, if I wanted to be 230 pounds, I would eat two twenty three hundred calories a day. You know, that makes sense, Taylor. I'll tell you because, um, well, you know what? Here's the thing. The, the reason that's, that's a good one because actually it was close to what I had to eat. But um, is the tricky thing is you find out is when you're fat, you just naturally burn more calories. Right. So uh, probably a guy well, it takes like, more. It takes more effort to move. Yeah, or just or just your heart and your everything just to to function just burns mm-hmm. more calories. So you can actually eat a lot more than you think. That's why this equation it takes your weight and does all this to figure out how many calories you're burning, and then you subtract. You know, a certain number of calories that you want to lose, blah, 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 right? And yeah, mine was about that, what you're saying, right? To eat. Anyway, and then so let's say, for instance, it's 2,000 calories a day, okay? I'm just making this up. You can eat whatever the fuck you want as long as you don't go over the 2,000 calories. That's pretty much the hacker's diet, right? Mm-hmm. And there's more to it than that. I encourage everyone to read it. It's, it's very easy to read. It's light and it's free, Okay. And use the web components. They're really good. Okay. I was fueled by that. Now, what happens, and I actually did this on purpose, is I actually measured what my calories were. And I just ate whatever, however I usually eat, and just without guilt, tracked how many calories I was having a day. Then what I did was I uh, just started still eating whatever I wanted, but trying to cut back. And then as you start doing it more and more and more, then you start making healthier choices because it's almost like a game, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I actually found that I liked eating the most, I just personally happen to really, really, really love Mediterranean food. Like, yeah. I love hummus. I love Greek salads. I love lamb skewers. And I love, you know, all the things that come with the Mediterranean diet. Love it. So generally what I would have for lunch is a serving of uh, steel-cut oatmeal with some scrambled eggs, but like one or two scrambled eggs. Then I would have lunch. I didn't do the snacks in the middle of the day. Then I would have a lunch, and the lunch would... J- now, by the way, this has happened to work for me. This is what worked for me. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> Sci Fantastic was like, fuck this. Is now, uh, 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 every, everyone's yeah, like, what? are we losing people? Should we just stop talking about this? No, Donna, Donna said that she had to go. Oh, okay. Uh, now, this works for me. That's why everything's personal. I don't know how you are, Taylor. Mm-hmm. I am a lunch guy. I fucking love lunch. I am a lunch guy, too. Okay? So I don't mind having a moderate breakfast, a gigantic lunch, and I'm literally fine with, like, a simple salad for dinner. Like... Or like something really like like a, a piece of some sort of protein and some vegetables like super super light like Weight Watcher style like four hundred mm-hmm. calories, I'm fine with that for dinner, okay. But like if it, but if I can eat like a king for lunch, that's generally mm-hmm. what I would do. So I'd have like this giant Mediterranean feast, or you know what else I like? And you can get these at Costco. I would get these preheated like brown rice bowls. I would toss in some chopped grilled chicken, some black beans, some salsa, some avocado, and some cotija cheese, and just make it into like a mm-hmm. chicken bowl. And it was mm-hmm. super filling. I'm a fat man. Boom. And I think it was like, I think that landed. So, but I would pile all my calories in lunch. So I think my lunch was generally 900 to 1,000 calories. Okay. But like really simple. Like I think my 
dinner was like 400 calories and breakfast was like 600 or something like that. And then that would be like my 2,000 calories. And okay. then I lost weight very slowly. Could you hold on for a second? Uh, anyway, so that's – but how would – have you ever lost a tremendous amount of weight, Taylor? Mm, the most I think I've ever lost is about 40 pounds. So which is which is noticeable on me. I think you should try No, that's the, not true. I've lost sixty pounds. I did lose sixty pounds. I've lost I think 60 you pounds. should try the hacker's diet. Okay. It really is. You don't change much. You just have you used my fitness pal? Years ago. Years ago. I know that a friend of the show, Curtis Hill, was very big on that when he lost his weight. He used my fitness pal. You know, don't let it guilt you. Just literally just track what you're eating. And you could still have your McDonald's and this and that and the hackers. Oh, when I actually pay attention to shit, I yeah. lose weight. It's, yeah. it's, but I usually, I'm lazy. That, that's what it, it all no, boils down to you. laziness. I agree so. with you. I, to, I totally 1000% agree with you. Okay. So you had some, you, first we were talking about the Golden Girls and we went off on a tangent, but. You also mentioned um, you have a Betty Batan story, it sounds like. And also we have questions about Emojigate, if you're familiar with Emojigate and your thoughts on it. I am a feeling it took me a second to realize what they're talking about. Do you know what they're talking about? Yeah, I kind of do. But apparently it's extended beyond what I knew. I knew this afternoon about the stuff with the roses, but apparently now Bob is sending eggplants or something like that. Uh, Everybody's doing different things. Uh, Kimchi sending croissants. Um, different people are sending different things. So I think it's kind of silly. You know, Valentina yeah. was trying to be nice. She sent the roses, and of course they went crazy, and they were doing it to send, you know, different things to people. And um, I don't know anything about that big of a deal. I have real okay. no thoughts on it. I mean, it was sort of... People, a lot of the queens freaked out because people were using the roses. They were seeing them. They did do something really gross. I don't remember. Which is? I can't remember. Okay. They would send it like they sent it to someone, but in a mean way. They figured out a way to send it to be mean about it. Whatever. It wasn't Valentina. Valentina was trying to do something nice. And then someone also posted because some of the queens were like, stop sending me roses. And somebody <laughs> posted on Reddit, like, there's a way that you can just on Instagram filter comments. Yeah. And you could literally put the symbol for the rose and you wouldn't ever see them again. So they're done. So. <laughs> Next. Okay. Uh, now, Taylor, do you want to tell us anything about uh, your upcoming Pride 48 all night show? Uh, we are doing a show on Pride 48 Friday night going into Saturday. So it will be post, uh, post finale at 3 a.m. And we are going as long as we can go. It might be a half an hour. It might be until the next show starts at 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't know yet. I'm but gonna we're just going to be. Uh, I'll definitely record it on my audio hijack, but I'm going to try and be there live yeah. so I can interact yeah. with you. I'm going to try and go in later, though, because I feel you're going to have a lot of people who show up at three, mm-hmm. but then they're going to fade. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be tricky. Is I think you're going to have a lot. You're gonna, I think you'll make the first hour because there'll be a lot of people there who are just curious, and right. then exhaustion will overcome them and they'll all bail. And then at a certain point, it will just be you and Taffy. I'm, I'm guessing between somewhere between four and five thirty, and then at five thirty and six, you'll start getting the early risers who start coming into the room. Well, we we are staying on with the hopes that Boo Hecker shows up. That that is that is the that is the goal. Hello. And he is aware of that, so which which means there's a chance that he purposely won't go into the chat room. So no, that we he'll won't. go in there because any chance he could get to do a show with you too. 
He's going to do. <laughs> so. Well, he's not going to be on the show. Oh, he's just going to be in the show. Oh, you guys want me on the show, though. Just admit it. Oh, yeah. No. He tonight started sending text messages about 20 minutes before we started taping to Taffy and I. And I was just like, oh, fuck, here he goes. Because he does he does the thing where he sends a sentence, send, a sentence, send, three sentences sent. We're just going bing, 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 bing the whole time. So, Oh, he was doing to me today. He was doing to me today. The disconnected things from catching up. Um, okay. Did CC Marshall show up late? Why do I feel like CC Marshall and Yellow Phoenix are having a conversation from like an hour and a half ago? I, Which, no. Well, go ahead. Now, by the I, way, Yellow Phoenix was late. Does anybody, Taylor, do you want to tell Yellow, you better hurry up because I'll just spoil it for you. Do you want okay. to tell Yellow Phoenix who's going to be here on Sunday, June 25th at 6 p.m. Yes. PM Pacific? Yellow Phoenix, you weren't here for our big announcement. And that is Sunday night at 6 p.m. on pride48.com. We will be having our final co-host of the season, and that co-host will be Eureka O'Hara. How, how do you think Yellow Phoenix is going to react to that? I don't know. Is live. Yellow Phoenix a big Eureka fan? On the air. Yes, live. Not a pre-recorded conversation. Wow. Okay. Good. Good. We, we, we have pleased Yellow Phoenix, and that's really all that matters. Okay, so you know what? After we hang up, I'll prep the Facebook ad that goes out tomorrow morning. Okay. It'll probably go during prime time, and then I'll, we'll, I'll throw like five or ten bucks at it. Okay. And we'll promote it, and uh, and then we'll also go on Twitter. I think, you can promote, I think you can promote Twitter feeds, too. I think you can promote Twitter posts, too. And We don't uh, have an Instagram page, do we? No. Look, okay. do, do any one of us want to have our pictures on there? <laughs> I think I'm cute. I think you're cute, too, but I meant, I, I'm saying us, but I really meant me. <laughs> Again, constantly projecting. Did you see? Do you watch the Twitter post that I do from Sirius? Do you guys ever watch the videos I post on Twitter of me doing um, like live feeds from Sirius XM during the commercial breaks? I've seen one, but I was at work, so I could I watched the video, but I couldn't hear what you were saying because our um, my executive director is her office is right next door to mine, and I didn't want her hearing, you know, what you were saying in case you were saying something tawdry. No. Tawdry Hall. But um, I got the leg and thigh and arm, I think, of that John Hill, uh, Andy Cohen's ex-boyfriend. Oh, I saw him the other day. I'm like, oh, he is so Taylor's type. So his name is John Hill? His name is John Hill. Okay. All right. I'll I'll check him out. Let's see. Scandal, does Hugh seem so much more energized than you were at the same time a year ago? What's he talking about? I can't imagine why. (laughs) But, Joe, you don't understand why we're so much more energized. Here's the thing, Taylor. We've been on the air for <laughs> uh, an hour and a half exactly, actually. Yes. And that is still not even half the amount of time it would take to record a regular episode of that show. It was, I think, the the longest we ever were for three and a half one time one time i actually i think towards the end of all stars i think one episode took about three and a half hours it was at least three maybe not three and a half but like 315 i remember and my i remember ears it was the hurting yes my ears were sweating and it was the one time in my history of podcasting both my show and drag race that i opened the door to an angry partner no i, I Where, know he was very like, this is ridiculous. What, you know, you can't possibly 
be talking that and I'm like, oh, but we were. <laughs> you know, CC Marshall, well, what happened is invariably is so so Daniel used to um, record the, do everything on technically. So on the technical side, Daniel did everything, and Taylor and I didn't have to do anything. We would just sh- well, I would write the scripts and pull the clips, but we would for the actual recording of the show, we would just show up, and Taylor would record our voices and process it and edit it and do all that. But he liked for us to be there during the setup and the edit. So we would show up at like six p.m. with well, my time, so nine p.m. your time. Mm-hmm. We would show up to record, but we wouldn't actually record the show until like. Six, I'll use my time. 6.45? Oh, we have somebody new in the room. Who? We have Vodka Lover. Oh, hi, Vodka Lover. Um, so we, we wouldn't start to like 6.45 or 7, so 9.45 or 10, your time. Then we record the show, which would be about an hour and a half. So now at, we're, at least. Yeah. So now we're at like 2 and something, and then it was another hour or so of just... Daniel editing the show and processing the show. And I can tell you from someone who uh, processes the show, it, it, I actually edit edit the show. Daniel didn't edit the show. He would just, like, do minor edits. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, the actual processing, it's Like when he said your email address? <laughs> oh, fuck him. I know. I was so mad. And But, you know, Lawson has the same thing, too. It's like, I don't know what the big deal about giving your email address. Because it's my fucking email address, and I have my system for emails. I have an email for spam. And I have a and, and I have an email for like the second layer of friends, like someone I meet casually, right? Mm-hmm. And then, by I the have, way, we have somebody else new that just came in. Oh, who could? Have, why would Jono Davis just showed up? Oh, hi, John. I know who Jono Davis is. He's nice. I like him. Okay. Then, um, then there is a very personal, like literally, only my closest friends get that email address. And so I get no spam from it. I get no annoying emails from people. It's just literally my close personal friends. And Daniel gave it out in the air. And Mike gave it out in the air. And luckily not much has happened from that. But it's annoying. Hey, Vodka Lover. Okay, so we have Jono and Vodka Lover here. We're going to do the announcement again. Because I like doing the announcement. Vodka Lover. Jono Davis. Here we go. We have four Patreons. Okay. So Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern... On Pride48.com, where you're listening to this show, we will have as our special guest co-host for the final episode of the season. I don't know why I've got my hands out while I'm doing this, but yeah, it just adds it. to the drama. We will have Eureka O'Hara as our special guest co-host for the episode. Now we have to wait for their response because it's a seven-second delay. Yeah. So why do you think they're going to respond? Well, maybe they're too busy screaming and ru- running around in their office or yeah. wherever they listen to the show. Yeah, that's a good point. <gasps> John Davis was Eureka. Eureka. No. Yeah, so you guys are getting an early jump on that because you guys are wonderful Patreon uh, supporters. And so you'll, yes. you're getting an early advance. So if you guys have questions you want us to ask her while we're still on, and I don't know that we're going to be on much longer, yeah. but because it's close to midnight here. Yeah. But. It, ask them, and then I am writing them down, and I will be sure that we will ask them on the air. Ask the, ask them to her on the air. Ooh, all of a sudden, people are writing stuff. I know. They weren't that interested before. Joe should sell a line of t-shirts for the Drag Race recap. Do you think anyone would buy t-shirts, Taylor? No. No. 
No, but guys, I think what we are going to do, and, and let me actually do a preview of this. So you guys know, let me ask you guys, um, I'm going to do another um, audience poll here. You guys know that in late summer, you guys are going to start getting season six, our season six recap. You guys know that. For being Patreon members and for being amazing, you're going to get season six. But I was thinking, at the beginning, I don't think I've even told Taylor this, at the beginning of next season, okay, so season 10, when season 10 starts, I was thinking of selling our recaps as a package, the season six recaps, for like $10. So yeah, you weren't a Patreon member, but for $12, let's say. Because that's what I would your you know twelve one dollar subscription you know you could have the season six recaps. Do you think that's fair? Would you guys feel that's fair? Let's see. I think she'd have been final five. Ask your kid what her favorite past RPDR challenge was. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm writing them down. How far does she think she would have gone if she had become injured? Ooh, interesting. You know what's one of the questions I want to ask her, Taylor? Wait, hold on. Oh well, yeah. What? What? <laughs> Sorry. I've I've interviewed Eureka twice. Okay. And Ask if she knows your real name. <laughs> <laughs> and each time she is so sweet and she is so nice. And she is like the sweetest, most amazing, most in fact to be honest with you, when Taylor and I were talking about Queen, I was like She's actually kind of. There are a few people who. When, when Taylor and I were trying to think of who to ask to be on the show, mm-hmm. um, we only had a few queens that we actually thought would be good on the show. Like, believe it or not, Alaska didn't make the cut. I didn't even ask Alaska. But, you know, there were only a very few who'd make the cut. And I think she easily made the cut. Like, I knew she would be good. You know, but anyway, my question is this: She's so nice, she's so sweet, she's so amazing. Why does Trinity have such a fucking big problem with her? I uh, okay. I think that is just a competition thing. If they mm-hmm. both performed in pageants, I think that is just that there is that cutthroat world of pageantry, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think that's probably where that stems from. Interesting. You you know, and you're also talking about, again, we're seeing something because we weren't necessarily big Eureka fans in the beginning of the season. And then, you know, you kind of got to appreciate her on the episode that she went home. And I think that's where a lot of this love comes from, because she was we talked about the fact that she talked over everybody and she, you know, had had the moment of the where you just shut up for a minute and and that kind of thing. So I, I I'm willing to bet that. Some of that behavior was prior to in the pageants and stuff, some of that behavior. And that might be why there was some conflict between the two of them. Because it didn't seem like there was any love lost between them necessarily during the um, during the reunion. Yeah. Between, you know, where even she even said to her at one point, she said, you know, Trinity, Eureka talked about the Trinity hugged me and said, I'm I'm sorry you're going home. I know you didn't want to you didn't want to go out this way. You know, so I think that they respect Right. But I think that they respect each other as competitors. And I think that Trinity would have been happy, happier, for lack of a better word, if Eureka went home because she got to lip sync against her and sent her home or something like that. You know, it sucks that something that's completely out of your control is what takes you out of this high profile television show. Mm -hmm. 
It's weird that we're going to have a contestant who's been on the show and is going to be on the show. No, she's going to be on the show. Yeah, like when we watch season next season ten next, we'll have interviews. She'll have been a guest on our show. Even the oh, fucking yeah. fucking after buzz man, Jay Ellis couldn't be there this week, so they got Ross Matthews to be a guest co-host. Well, I don't know. I still have never listened to an episode of their show, so I don't know really anything. I have there's I have no love lost or hatred for after buzz. There are more questions there, Taylor. Okay. But why are you handwriting them down? Why don't you just fucking take screenshots? Because that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we are going to wrap it up. Are you cool with that, Taylor? Yes. It's getting hot in here, so. Yeah, so take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. I'm about to take my clothes off. I'm about to take my clothes off because I'm going to bed in a couple minutes. Um, okay, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for being here. I hope we guys gave you we gave you guys a good show. Uh, please, we will see you, and you're going to see a lot of the social media announcements about this. We're going to be fucking hammering this. Oops, we're going to be hammering this Eureka O'Hara appearance home hardcore on Facebook and on Twitter, and you'll see me in Facebook ads and. Reddit, I might even make an announcement on there. So you're going to be seeing a lot of the announcements about Eureka O'Hara being a guest on uh, this Sunday on RuPaul's Drag Race Recap live on Pride48.com at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, only on Pride48. Only on Pride48.com, and that's going to be the next time you hear our voices. It's going to sound like this. Welcome to the show, Taylor Latte Boy, and from season nine and ten, from seasons RuPaul's Drag Race seasons nine and ten. Please welcome to the show. Eureka O'Hara. Taylor is old. Leave him alone. What? What? Oh, because I'm doing shorthand, apparently. Oh. All right, guys. I got, I got my stenograph. Is stenograph, is that the thing that they do in juries? What's the what's the yeah, shorthand I, with, with I the little know. machine with the know. with the paper? I'm Mexican. I'm trying to avoid courts talking much. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>